Welcome to Unfiltered, a series brought to you by Women Unlimited and We Are Outspoken, both the platforms for supporting women and young creatives in the creative and marketing industries. We aim to bring you honest discussions, insight, experiences and tips, some very much our own and some via guest speakers from the industry. Today's theme is working from home, what the fuck? We're chatting today about the hot topic of working from home, both during this current climate in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic and going forward beyond that. The last few weeks have been a huge challenge for all of us, our employers, the industry and our clients. An industry that thrives on interpersonal relationships, teamwork and collaboration has had to adapt really quickly. On the call today, we have Diane, Siona and Sveta from Women Unlimited and myself, Charlotte from We Are Outspoken. We also have a great guest joining us today, Louise Shipley. Louise is a creative director at Havas Links. In her four years at Havas, Lou has made it her mission to apply her consumer experience to pushing the creative standards of healthcare advertising and changing our lives for the better. Lou has always believed in the power of creativity to not only make an impact, but to genuinely solve a problem and is proud to have won a string of awards for both creativity and effectiveness. We're especially excited about having Lou today because she's the first guest on the podcast. So we'll start the discussion today by addressing how we're coping with this new situation, because I think it's important to remember that this is a bit different from how we would usually work from home. I read a quote that said, we're not working from home, we're working at home during a global crisis. So what do you all miss about being in the office or not? And do you miss the constant contact with people? I think I definitely miss people. I'm very much a people person and I like bouncing ideas and and chatting. Um, so I miss, and I've got some really good friends in the office as well. So that's obviously difficult. But having said that, I quite like not seeing all of the people in the office all of the time. <laughs> I agree, actually. I, I feel quite I'm less connected. And I think sometimes when you have an issue, you can just prop your head around someone's door and just have a quick five minute chat and resolve it. Whereas it feels like you've got to set up a meeting or you've got to do something quite formal and organised. Um, so there's less of that kind of casual interaction yeah. in working at home as we talk about it. I agree. I, I mean, I, I find that that I you know I find that as well the social interactions with colleagues I'm really missing that Um, but I am also loving the kind of time to really peacefully work on my work um, without you know interruptions and just kind of get through the day the pace is a lot slower which which actually the productivity is pretty high Mm. but it feels slower so it's less stressful. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying that kind of getting off the hamster wheel, if you like, and just having a little bit more time to reflect, to think about what I'm doing work-wise, but also life-wise. It's just the pace has gone right down, which I'm enjoying, actually. Yeah. I think I agree. I'm sort of also missing the social interaction bit, and I miss the banter, funnily, just the, you know, there's the constant sort of joking about stuff or just talking about crap sometimes you know it just helps you <laughs> think about ideas and um and I, I think I miss the collaboration part of it although yes we have been collaborating on teams or zoom and things like that but I think it's it's a different kind of collaboration when you're in the room with people mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're a creative tree team and you know um brainstorming um mm-hmm. but then again you know I do 
like Fiona said, like the peace and quiet to just get your head down and be able to do stuff and actually be productive. Yeah, and I think I think what's interesting is the I mean, um, Lou, you you kind of touched on that um, at the start, but is that the social interactions are not always positive in the office. So all you know that side of it, it's it's. I mean, me personally, I can get quite. Um, affected by negative vibes let's call it that um between people or something in the office and for that that is completely gone um so that is very interesting so i've been thinking about okay when we do go back in the office like how can i hang on to that um and i think the whole social isolation piece is really interesting because the company i was working for last year which is in the health and well-being sector we did a lot of work then research around working from home and flexible working and social isolation was one of the biggest challenges mental health for people working from home and this is a pre obviously covid-19 issue uh, these are people choosing to work from home they were still feeling quite isolated from others so I think we've been, uh, have us, we've been really lucky there because we've made, our teams all made a really big effort to make sure that we're not isolated. We have regular check-ins like at the start of the day and the end of the day. And we say, if you need a meeting or you want to chat, always try and do it over a face call in the first instance, if you can. Um, so I actually feel quite connected and I don't feel as isolated as I thought I would, but I think it's that whole, we're all in the same boat situation as well. Um, might be different if it was just me working from home and everybody was in the office. But I think I don't I don't feel as isolated and just touching on the mental health thing. My anxiety levels have dropped dramatically because I really do. I'm quite a stressful person and I can get quite anxious. I haven't had that anxious feeling since I've been at home just because of the slower pace. So that's interesting. So just on the topic of mental health, how would you normally manage your mental health at work? And how has the current situation impacted that? Oh, I uh, I do all sorts of things. I have to, um, yeah, I, I <laughs> that's a big question, isn't it, really? There's all sorts of things I have to do. I have to sort of try and I've taught myself to worry less about things and take a step back if it's getting too much and say no sometimes. I think, especially as a creative director, things are piled on top of you sometimes and you do feel um, like you have to try and do everything all the time for everybody. And I certainly got to that point, especially in my situation, which is fairly unique as a single parent um, and not always being on on tap all the time, you know, and I've sort of overcompensated a lot and that it destroyed me at one point. I kind of broke myself. Um, I've had to just be firm and just do what I can and accept that it's that's okay and I am doing my best and I have to, but I have to work at that. I really, really do. Um, and I feel like it's, it's, it's the same working from home as well. I think I still have to, look after myself in that way because it's easy to overcompensate when you're at home because people can't see you you're not as visible um so you make more of an effort to make sure everybody's aware that you're around for them and people can still come to you um but at the same time I've got a seven-year-old boy behind me asking me how to spell things and uh, <laughs> so again it's those taking those breaks and taking a step back so you know is even more crucial yeah so I um at home I find it um quite difficult to actually take a break <laughs> because I'm kind of sitting in my my office and I quite like being away from the rest of the family so I'm just kind of sitting <laughs> you know doing my thing but um I do feel like I need to you know I need to get out and get some fresh air so I've started to 
take make conscious effort to take breaks, go into the garden. Um, and what I do at the end of the day is a little bit like creating a boundary. I close my laptop and I do not take my laptop downstairs. So that's that's kind of the end of my day. Mm-hmm. Um, so and when I was working, I, I, I mean, I was, you know, um, in my role as a creative director, it was also quite difficult to create those boundaries. And, and you do feel like you need to be available all the time for the team. Leo, I was going to say, when things change, and I know we don't know exactly what it will be like, do you think you'll be able to go back to managing your anxiety in the way that you've done in the past? Or do you think it's been changed now? Uh, I hope so, yeah, because I think then when I do get the days um, days back to myself, I kind of take those days. So like today, for example, Archie's with his dad for the day. So um, I can take those days to then just reset myself, refocus. And, you know, I spent a long time learning the skills to, you know, manage my anxiety and my, you know, stress levels. And I don't think I've completely undone it. Um, so yeah, I think I've got all the tools at hand and all the things that I do. So it's just then having that, that time to get back into it. Yeah. How do you guys feel with it, like with Teams and email? And I find it can be quite bombarding. At the end of the day, I feel my brain, I don't feel particularly stressed, but I feel like my brain has been mashed because there's an influx. And just to your, to your point there, Sarah, about constant interruptions, I think there's probably more interruptions um, because people are firing things at me from all angles. And uh, I have to sort of manage that a little bit and step back from it. But yeah, I find it quite my head is is like mashed by the end of the day so exercise has definitely helped me with that I don't know how you guys Joe Wicks oh I love that man <laughs> <laughs> he saved me he really I has say I completely agree with you I now don't know and things are going off all the time if it's not on WhatsApp or Messenger or as you say Zooms or, or and they're all hitting you and I'm finding too much screen time is quite draining just mentally quite draining um it's not sometimes it's not the actual work but it's the screen time um, and I think that's a real challenge because we've learned in the past that having too much screen time is an issue for us. We can't sleep very well or, you know, it causes us stress. And yet we're in an enforced situation at the moment where we are having to do everything through screens. So whether there'll be a longer term effect, I don't know. But I agree with you, Lou. I think it's a real challenge. I think it's kind of affecting my attention span. I think I'm on so many apps altogether. And I think there's, you know, <laughs> The digital thing of, you know, either a Skype or a Teams, within Teams, you've got, you know, different team groups going on and everybody wants to talk to you about stuff. There's Zoom calls going on. Um, there's the WhatsApp things going on. So I think it's just a lot to take in. I sometimes find it overwhelming. So I usually, when I work from home, I I find that I'm more sort of chained to my desk working from home. Um, I probably took more breaks when I was in an office. Um, but that's the nature of, you know, going into different meetings, going on to different floors and stuff like that. Here, I don't even get up for a coffee break sometimes. I'm just literally stuck to the Mac, to the room. And then, you know, I think, oh, I've got to have some lunch now. Or, you know, I'm doing it nine to half, five, six or whatever, you know, sometimes working longer hours as well. I think the fact that everybody knows exactly where you are at the moment is quite overwhelming as well because everybody's in the same situation so you've got no excuse to you know not work late or not answer your team's call or if somebody can't get you on teams they've got you on your phone I I find it difficult now to to have that reason for or or to create those boundaries Mm -hmm. you know it's not really happening but if somebody was to ring me at 
eight, nine o'clock when I've switched off and go, well, can you just do this? There's no reason now to say no. And I think that's, that's the difficulty I've found at the moment is how do you create those boundaries when we're all in the same boat and everyone knows exactly where you are and what you're doing? I think that's really, really hard. But I also think you do have to be firm and and set those boundaries because just because we're at home, it doesn't mean that we're always switched on. You know, we've got lives and um, other things to do. And it's also just a really awful time at the moment on top of what we're trying to juggle. And I think if people aren't respecting that and aren't respecting those boundaries, then that's that's massively unfair. And, you know, again, um, we're lucky at Havas. We've all been quite firm with everybody and we've all been firm with each other. And we all know not to go over that line. Yes, there's pockets of, you know, that we have to work late occasionally or have to go over. And, but we're all conscious of, of everybody's lives so it's nice do you think that it comes down to the culture of the organization you work for absolutely so the company i was working for is a very it's a really family-oriented culture so um, they used to finish at quarter to five they still won't bother you after quarter to five you know that's it uh, and they care about people i think but i think other organizations might end up sort of saying well you're available all the time aren't you just like charlotte was saying so i think it, it might depend on who it is you're working for and what your working style is and your team style and that i think there's a lot of anxiety amongst employers as well and i've just been talking to various people i think they want to keep their staff busy you know a lot of staff's been furloughed um so a lot of people are sort of doing double the amount of work and a lot of people, a lot of employers want to keep people in jobs. So there's a lot of, I think, anxiety from that angle as well to keep people busy. Um, so I think there's more and more briefs being created, proactive work being created in certain agencies just so that people find themselves busy. But I think sometimes that can skew to the other side where you're constantly on top of people and expecting them to, you know, just work all the time. So I think that's also an aspect of just what's happening currently. It's, it's just what the current climate is making people do. As somebody without children, um, the, the move to work in at home has been relatively easy for me. It, you know, not much really has changed in my routine apart from the fact that I'm, I'm at my flat, I'm not in the office. How are you finding it with kids to look after as well, though? Because obviously this situation is unique because the schools are closed so you know you're not just doing your job you're doing the job of a teacher as well yeah that's been um it's definitely been challenging I think you know just sort of going back to the point of being bombarded at work generally anyway I've got an extra person little person bombarding me I mean he's seven years old and he is you know I'm lucky he's a good boy um but he still needs you know questions answered he needs to know how to spell things um I'm a rubbish teacher, it turns out. Um, he's been teaching me how to do his maths, which uh, is a little bit awkward. Um, I thought at one point I may as well just switch roles and get him to do my scamps and I'll just do it, <laughs> relearn my maths. Um, but he's, yeah, it's it's hard because then that's when, um, because for so long with my anxiety, I've been trying to sort of train myself to just do one thing at a time and stay focused because otherwise I flip out. Now I'm having to literally go, It's I've undone a bit of that work where I'm juggling two things. Um, so it's it can be really, really tough, but it's about being organised, I think, and planning ahead. And the days where it works best for me is I've sat down, um, before anything's even started and plotted out his time, my time, what he could be doing when I've got these meetings on, making sure he's got enough to keep him busy and hopefully quiet uh, doesn't always work. 
how much did everyone work from home before all this happened? Sione, you've worked from home a lot in the past, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Since I've had the, uh, particularly since the birth of the children, um, I have always somehow managed to have, um, you know, flexibility in my in my work life, which was either part time or it was uh, working from home. Um, and I like the combination because I find, um, you know, when I when I work from home, um, I generally work from home when I, I need to get a lot done and I need to focus and I need to concentrate. Um, and then other times, you know, it's better to be in the office and be around people and being able to speak to people like in the moment. Um, and working working from home, it just gives you a way to easily combine, you know, around activities to do with the children, like parent consultations at school and stuff like that. It just prevents you from rushing around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've... I've always tried to kind of build that in somehow, and I've been lucky to, um, well, lucky in a way, but I also consciously sought out companies that would allow me to do that, actually, from the start. And I've always chosen large companies because I always felt like they have a kind of a structure in place and they have, uh, there's just more opportunity to be able to work part-time and to work from home. And... I have always raised that from the start, like, do you guys do that? So for me, that was a massive part of, um, you know, kind of choosing, actually choosing where I would want to work. I definitely agree with Sione. And I think that um, I've done jobs. So when I ran the brand at Sainsbury's Bank, I was in London and Edinburgh with a three year old. Um, and, you know, and then, and then they go to school and then you've got to turn up to the dancing class and the this and the that. So the choice to work from home was very positive. I think for that, because it just enabled you to have a bit more of a flexible life. And I think that's partly, I mean, I've worked from home quite a bit, either as a freelancer or as a client side person, not very much as an agency person, I would say. Um, And I've done a degree and everything as well as bringing up a a young child and and having a job. But I think the thing is, if you, you can make it work around you and your needs, it feels like it's a really positive choice. I think at the moment, because it's enforced upon everybody, it isn't necessarily, and it's all the time. It's not like one day a week or at a time to suit you. It's actually, you, you've got no choice. You've got to do it in this way. And I think that's the big thing for me. You can't have any other choice. It's about, and of course, you know, like Lou's situation, her, her son is at home, not at school. So <laughs> it's not fitting in flexibly at all. So I think that's, that's the big difference in terms of working from home at the moment. Yeah. I always feel so guilty when I do work from home, though, on those days where I know I need to be at home because I've got to go and sort Arch out or I've got to, I, I sort of finish early. Like I do um, a 4.30, finish a couple of days a week to go and pick him up from school. Always feel guilty for leaving. And I don't know. It's just something that's always been there and never goes. And again, I've had to really battle with that and, and stop feeling guilty. But I'm hoping you know, this situation, the positives that come out of that is it proves that we can do it and it can juggle that. And you don't have to be at your desk doing it all the time. You can work anywhere. And that's something I definitely say to the guys in my team who've got kids. I don't care where you do the work or how you do it, as long as you do it, you know, and I think you've got to have that when you've got kids and family and stuff going on. You can't be there all the time. And I've got to stop feeling guilty, you know. (laughs) 
I think last year was the first time in my career that I got to work from home. Um, that was also because I'd taken up a job in London and I'm based in Birmingham. So um, the employer was, um, I did have to sort of negotiate this and say, can I work three days a week from um, the London office? And then can I do two days from home? Um, and they said, yes, you know, let's see how it goes. And maybe then we do the two days into one day, but we'll see how it goes. We want you, so we, we want you to uh, be on board. But I initially I found myself overcompensating for the two, two days that I was at home because I was feeling guilty. I was feeling guilty that I wasn't there in the office and the whole team was in the office. Sometimes I felt that people were kind of writing me off um, because I was working from home. And um, once or twice I got emails, which I hadn't been um, sorry, I hadn't got emails. I hadn't been copied on stuff. And I had to say, I'm not on leave. I'm working from home. But I thought people would forget that I wasn't in the office. Um, so I, I had to work, I think, harder. It took me about six months to kind of get everyone to understand that I am working from home and I am working equally hard um, because nobody in that office was working from home. I think I was the only one doing it at that time. And yeah, I, I did find it difficult, but then I kind of started to enjoy that flexibility somehow, you know, just having that less stress of traveling, less stress of, you know, commuting into the office, saving some time. I would start earlier as well. Um, so I think I did end up working longer hours, um, overcompensating, but yeah. That was also my experience, Sweater, because like I said before, I've been working from home for actually most of my career and uh, not all the time, but, you know, have that option. And I do... I do feel like particularly when the children were smaller and I was working part time as well as working from home occasionally, it does it does negatively impact your career. So you do get even though I was already at a at a quite a senior level at that point, you kind of stagnate. So unless you go back to full time and you're back in the full swing of things, um, you actually are less visible. And I I felt huge pressure to make sure I'm not dropping the ball on anything, making sure that the fact that I was part-time or working from home did not affect my work um, and um, making sure people knew I was around. So I, ha I had to make a conscious effort to make sure that I check in with everybody, check in with my team, check, make sure everybody knows where I am. Uh, and like what you were saying, Lou, you know, feeling guilty um, I kind of learned to get rid of that along the way because I've been doing it for quite a long time now. But I always make sure that my team knows I am available in emergencies. You got my phone. So they feel like they can get hold of me. But I said I might be on silent and I might be in a dance performance. <laughs> so I will get back to you as soon as I can. So there's kind of it's this constant communication yeah. that you're around, you know, you're here. Um, reminding people. Do you think it will be easier from now on then to negotiate or to ask for flexible hours and working from home? Because I also feel like there's a bit of a generational shift and that sort of my age and people that are younger than me, whereas in the past people's focus was career success, work all the hours if it means to progress. I think there's starting to be a shift where people are saying, you know, I can do that and have a work-life balance. It, my life shouldn't focus around work to be successful now. And I think this, 
even though it's you know it is a global crisis and it is a stressful time and it's very different but it almost is the the shift that industries and companies need to show that it is possible so do you think it's it's going to be easier from now on to to have that flexibility and to ask for it and i'm hoping to be honest when after all of this you know this has become more commonplace now and and everybody's working hard and everybody is really making a lot of effort to keep things going even though none of us is in the office i'm hoping that will take away some of that stigma and that pressure going back that actually people who occasionally work from home or want that work life balance actually are not less ambitious mm-hmm. and should therefore be up for promotion should therefore be up for you know the high profile projects i don't know about it being easier but what i feel is that people confuse two things there's ambition and there's wanting flexibility or working from home and i think sometimes people i don't think people who want to work from home or want flexibility are less ambitious you can be very very ambitious but you could be wanting to work from home for various reasons like in my case it was not having to travel down to london it it didn't make me want to do less work in that sense so i think um what i learned um from sort of my experience last year and having gone to a, quite a few events the whole um flexibility seemed to be quite sort of um big on the agenda for a lot of companies um and i found that the interviews that i was doing people were willing to give me that flexibility because they wanted the talent um and i think it's up to people as well how much you um show them that you're willing to do stuff or their trust towards you that you will perform and you will give them what they need whether you work from home or whether you work from the office um and that's happened to me in a permanent job and it's happened to me in the last um 3 months in a freelance job actually at Havas with Lou um where I did ask the question and I said um can I have one day working from home um and they they did say yes you know you can have that one day from home and that made a huge difference to me not having to travel into manchester every day but um i valued that as as um seeing that the employer respected that and i wanted to do more for them um because i know that they've made that um adjustment with me but i i think in my view um you know they got what they needed and i think i got what i needed and i think it's quite a nice balance so and i i think it's also how you define ambition right and success i mean it's um if you are are you very successful in you know are you very successful uh, can you be very successful at your job if you have no you know you have children at home you never see them you know are you you're, you're not a very successful parent that's for sure so um for me it was always um you know i i i always wanted both so i'm very ambitious when it comes to my work uh, but i'm also very ambitious when it comes to my family and my children and i want them to do well and i want to be there and and um as a mom but also you know as a partner <laughs> to my husband so um so i i've always worked very hard to to create that combination somehow and you know it does i've always asked for flexibility and and it's not i've never really asked i've i said oh, i need this so um because you know xyz and maybe i have also been lucky that i've um before working in in the UK I've worked in the Netherlands and in the Netherlands actually it's 
very, very standard to work part time for for instance. So it's not a really strange question to ask. But yeah, I th- I think after this crisis, uh, you know, employers don't really have an excuse anymore to say you can't. The company that I uh, was working for as marketing director um, were quite an old fashioned company, probably very much like you're just talking about, Charlotte. So everyone clocked in, actually, and clocked out, part, uh, depending on your grade. And it was a very specific set of hours that you worked. And when I went there, we were supporting a sales team when I was running the marketing department. And they needed you to have people at their desk so the sales guys could run in and say, I want a leaflet for this and I want this for this. And you had to be there. That's all shifted completely now. So partly because we had a new chief executive who wanted to change the culture. The clocking in and out has gone. The hours of the day have gone. They started to be able to facilitate people to work from home anyway before COVID. And now that we've shifted to everyone working from home, they've said, right, everyone now in the future only comes into the office three days a week and you have two days at home. And they've just made a permanent shift for everybody um, as a result, I think, of going through the experience of doing it with the whole staff. So they've really changed their opinion now and they're really trying to be a kind of new style of employer and, you know, have a much more open culture. And part of it is trusting each other that you are doing the work. And trust has been a big thing. People felt that they had to do extra hours in order to go off and get their hair done or to, you know, do something special. And they had to prove they were working all the time. But now what's happening is people are saying, no, we we know that you're doing these hours and we're just we don't expect you to actually prove it to us. Um, we trust you and, you know, get on with your job and all of that. So I, it isn't all because of COVID, but I think it has really made them make that final leap into, right, we'll let everyone work from home as part of their job. I think do, doing it that way and, and giving it to everyone rather than a few people, it seems really the way to go. And it seems really admirable because, like you say, it completely levels the playing field then. You know, the, the individuals who are doing it haven't got to worry about proving themselves but also the company then don't have to worry about the precedent they set and you know do I give this to one person not to another person Mm. so that it really Mm. makes sense Mm. yeah they've started doing a little bit of that um have us before all this kicked off um our president Elizabeth she was saying that she wanted to help us more with flexibility there's a lot of families that have us Mm. and a lot of people you know with children and stuff and I think and it is about getting that balance it can be a very it's a tough industry it 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 can consume you if you're not careful and it's easy to work all hours all the time um and it's not good it's not healthy and it's it's only advertising at the end of the day you know um but they've been really good and just before all this kicked off they instigated um, a Friday 4.30 finish for everybody across the board I mean obviously the caveat as long as your work's done and you know you've not got any client calls and everything like that but Again, it's about trust, like you say, and it's important to trust people and give them, you know, that little bit extra. And they'll, my God, they'll give it back. I think, you know, especially the guys on my team, I'm so proud of them, what they do. They're, you know, they're juggling kids and family. And I, like I say, I say to them, do it whenever, work around it. And they give more, they do more that way. I think if it's a two way, um, rather than just sort of being overbearing and expecting people to just be there and do it your way, it's, it's counterproductive. Um, but yeah, the 4.30 finishes were great and they are, and we're still doing that even at this time we're in that 4.30 cutoff point on a Friday. It's really, really good. Do we think that um, the way we've been working in the past is all about control um, and, you know, people or, um, you know, cultures of agencies wanting that kind of control. Um, now things 
are not in people's control just because of what we've been um, put into. You know, it's all been thrust upon us and we have to do certain things uh, and work from home. And therefore, they have they have to let go of that control and be able to trust people a bit more. So I, I, I do think it's a control and trust thing. But now, maybe, you know, six weeks or seven weeks into it, people can start to actually feel a bit more relaxed and think, oh, actually, no, this is working. And maybe if we do allow it in the future, you know, it will work. It's not that it's not going to work. It's almost like a test, isn't it? I do feel that I think um, employers as well are going to now, um, you know, be able to see a difference, um, the difference that it's made to um, everybody, really. And maybe I feel it will, um, I don't know if easier is the right word, but I think there will be talks in boardrooms now about, you know, do we, you know, have a slight more flexible culture in organizations as long as people are being able to manage. Um, I think, I think, I think that will ease up. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the, the whole, like was saying, the trust and control thing. I mean, they, they've had to let go of that now. Um, but I also think, you know, there is, there was always, you know, it was also laziness in the past, like, oh, we've always done it like this. And it worked, like, why change it? Oh, it's never going to work. You know, let's just keep going how it is. And this is, in a way, forced people to change and be creative and and actually find different solutions around, you know, um, perceived problems about not being in the office together. So I think, you know, I think it's also like chucking out the old ways and looking at things freshly. I agree. I think uh, our company would be absolutely bonkers not to look at this in the future because I, I feel we've been more productive, especially in my my little team. Um, we've got more done. I think we're doing it in a quicker amount of time um, and we're doing just as good, if not better, creative work. I think in being at home and being doing it in a different way, yeah, it's challenging and you've not got that sort of brainstorming thing going on. It can That can be hard, but I guess it makes you come to the brainstorms online a bit more prepared and with a bit more of a fully formed thought. And I, th- I think we're doing gallons of work um, just as we were before. So I think, yeah, I think they need to have a think about that. Lou, do you see any of your colleagues changing their views as well? So not just your own team, but your other kind of senior colleagues? Yeah, everyone's said the same. I think it is great to see a sense of change. So uh, it's a while since I worked for an agency. I left in 2015. And I can remember, sadly, and I was on the client side, the account directors who didn't have children who were working very long hours were the ones who were getting on. And I had a really good account director working for me who was running out the door at five o'clock every night going, I'll speak to the client at seven o'clock after I put my child to bed and just get, she's very good. She just gave up in the end. She just decided not to work for an agency anymore and she just couldn't cope. You know, uh, huge pressure on people, I think, in the agency world with when they have children. Um, and, And I don't think the agency management at that time made it any easier you know, the requests for part-time working or four days a week were examined microscopically. Is there a way we can get out of doing this? You know, they really didn't want to do it. And I sat in many operating board meetings, being one of the women who was working four days a week with the men going, oh, it's a Friday. You probably won't be here, you know. But I'd really, really welcome the changes if people are, you know, companies are looking at doing it differently. It makes such a massive difference, I think, for women. I found this great quote online. And uh, I think, you know, it it kind of sums it up is that, um, you know, the the the, you know, we're not lucky to work in 
the industry. The industry is lucky to have us. So, and I think, you know, that is how, you know, how they should, you know, the industry and the employees should look, you know, we are the talent. And, um, and that's, you know, people is what makes this business, you know, and creative talents is what makes this business successful or not. So it's very important, I think, that, you know, the creatives, uh, but also non-creatives, you know, the suits, every, everybody is working, you know, can work at their best potential. And if that means that you need to work from home sometimes, then so be it. I really enjoyed the conversation today because I think sometimes, you know, I haven't got kids at the minute and they're not on the near horizon, but it is something that you consider, you know, when you think you look at the hours that we sometimes work and just the distances that people have to commute and things like that. And sometimes it makes you think, you know, I I don't know how people do it with families sometimes, but Mm. I think definitely talking about it today and seeing, you know, the way all of you guys manage, especially at more senior level, having the family and having the the career, it, it is hopeful. I think that brings us nicely to a close. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd like to thank our guest Louise Shipley for her valuable time and input. This episode has been brought to you by Women Unlimited, the first platform for women in the creative and marketing industries that was set up in Birmingham with the aim of inspiring, supporting and empowering women in our industry to reach their potential in collaboration with We Are Outspoken, which is a newly formed community of kick-ass women here to support those in the early stages of their career. And it's a place where people can share their stories, their failings and their experiences. We know exactly what you're going through because we're living it ourselves. We'd love feedback and thoughts on your own experiences. So do get in touch on our social channels. You can find us on Twitter at Women Unlimited. That's women, U-N-L-T-D. And at we are underscore outspoken. Thanks for spending your time with us. Stay safe and see you next time.